Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I skipped some of the uh, developments with regards to the Trinity. Biblically, the Trinity has long been established by God, so it is not an invention of the church or it is not an invention of theologians and pastors. It's always been there. God is the one in the scriptures who has revealed himself as triune. So it is not a formulation. But the doctrine of the Trinity in the life of the church made its way to what is known as the Council of Nicaea in AD 325. Uh, this um, led to the Nicene Creed, which was revised at Constantinople in AD 381. And then we're going to have the Athanasian Creed. Now we'll get to Athanasius because I find him an interesting character when the Arians, who are the modern-day Jehovah's Witnesses, who were saying there's one essence and three essence, and we're, we're saying, yes, the Father is God, the Son is God, the Spirit is God, but they're of, the, of different essence, and then the, uh, yeah, so Arius, in essence, was saying the son is inferior to the father because he has something of the father, but he's not like the father or the one being of God is not shared by him. Uh, he shares it in a subordinate sense. And then people started debating this idea and trying to use the right terminology. And Athanasius was the most vocal of them all. And, you know, in, in a sense, at, at one stage, he ended up being the only person holding to the doctrine of the Trinity as we have it today because of how the debates were hot and heavy and how many pastors were saying to him, uh, Athanasius, I think you have to change your view because now the world is against you because all the pastors from different parts of the world were persuaded to hold to a different view or to think that the view they were holding to was faithful to the scriptures. And then they said, Athanasius, if you hold on to this view, the world is going to be against you. And then he coined that famous line. And then he said, then contra mundun, meaning then I'm against the world. If the world is against me, I'm against the world. So as Christians, we have to stand on our own. Sometimes we feel this pressure when people do not believe many of the things we believe. We, it feels like we are not in the truth and we might be uh, persuaded sometimes to believe what the majority believes. But as Christians, you can be in the minority, even though sometimes minority might mean that you're not seeing what the majority sees. But as long as you know that your interpretation of the scriptures is faithful, then you can be in the minority. But this debate then led to the Nicene Creed. I want to read the creed for you. And then tomorrow we will get to how we got to this creed. But I want you to notice that it is not the church formulating things this way. It is just the church summarizing what the scriptures teaches. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. 
and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and on the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sitting is sitting on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom shall have no end. And in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Gregory of Nazianzus said, No sooner do I conceive of the one than I am illuminated by the splendor of the three. No sooner do I distinguish them than I am carried back to the one. This means that thinking of the one person of the Trinity without thinking of the three leads to the falsehood of Arianism or Jehovah's Witnessism. And thinking of the three without thinking of them as one leads to tritheism or polytheism. That's basically what Gregory said. <clears throat> he said, even though I may think of one person of the Trinity, soon after that, I'm going to be talking about the other two persons. And he's saying that even when I think of three persons in the Trinity without thinking that they are one, one God, well, the Spirit will help me to, to go back there. As we make our way to the Council of Nicaea, the one, in essence, three in persons was very debated. People wanted to use logic and <clears throat> to think about how this idea of person or persons and essence and being, how does it relate to the Trinity? Well, God helped the Christians then to look at the incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ. When thinking about the incarnation, Christians could think for the first time about persons as sharing in common essence and yet related to each other as distinct individuals with their own properties and personal identity. When you think of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can see that he is a person. It is the incarnation of Jesus that makes it plain and clear that there are three persons in the Trinity because you see that he is not the Father, 
is not the Holy Spirit. And so the Council of Nicaea, without going into too much detail, was able to make this very clear. Not only was the person of the Lord Jesus Christ made clear, but also the Holy Spirit's role was also made clear. And then the Christian then realized that the Holy Spirit illuminates. He is the one who helps us to understand. We encounter uh, the Holy Spirit when he tells us about Christ or, or in Christ we encounter the Holy Spirit. And so we have the doctrine of the Trinity then more formulated clearly uh, because Christians battled with these ideas but God helped them to formulate what we understand better today as the doctrine of the Trinity. And of course, this moved now to the West, and we see the East and the West tension, which we're going to see, um, Lord willing, in the next segment.